Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I'm too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Hemley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I love watching scary movies, so I do it, and I tell you about them because I know you're freaking curious, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's what I'm here for. She's so good at it. Um, I was going to say what's up with us, but I already know what we're going to talk about because we've already discussed it. Breaking news. Guys, huge news. Breaking news from moments before we recorded this freaking episode. Um, Jamie Spears is removing himself from Britney Spears' conservatorship. Hell yes. Woo! Cue applause. Woo! The, cra- the crowd goes wild. <sighs> Should I throw in some, some applause sound yes, effects? Yes, please. Please yes. do. <laughs> Um, this is huge news. We have been waiting for this for quite some time. Obviously, the free Britney movement has gained a lot of traction in the past few years. Her conservatorship is super, super disturbing. And Jamie Spears is quite clearly exploiting her, which is just so fucked up. I mean, he's her dad and mm-hmm. it's just it's awful. Um, so I don't know what him stepping away means ultimately who will fill that space, but it's definitely exciting. Seems like a step in the right direction. Yeah. Cause the news was right that he was stepping down. It wasn't like her conservatorship was just ending. As far as I know. Yeah, no, she's still in the conservatorship, which I also don't really understand why that's continued other than like the doc that we that came out last year was just about how difficult it is legally to end a conservatorship, but it's very crazy that she's even still in one. No. Yeah. So I'm listening to this podcast called toxic, the Britney Spears story. And it's by these two women that were also featured in that documentary that you're mentioning. And it's like a complete deep dive into not just Britney's conservatorship, but conservatorships in general and how easy it is to um, exploit people in these situations. And it kind of also reminded me of, I don't know if you guys saw that movie with Rosamund Pike, I Care A Lot. Oh, I didn't, but I heard I heard about it. Yeah. So it's just that it really freaks me out that people can legally step in and take control of your whole life. Like, that's so scary to think that that's even (laughs) a possibility. And of course, it's there for people who are in a coma or like completely mentally uh, incapacitated. And it's like, but it but it doesn't just happen in those situations. It happens in other situations. And Britney Spears is for sure the most public of those, but it's happening more than in just Britney's more than with just her as well. And it's like so dark and awful. Yeah. 
the silver lining in all of this is maybe it's shedding some light on conservatorships in general, and maybe it's going to mean that there will be some adjustments made right. um, amongst those. Because the the doc that you're mentioning, uh, the, it's the one on Hulu that was part with yeah. Part is of it the framing Britney Spears? I think framing Britney yes. Spears. Yeah. Something um, that they mention in that doc, which was just like mind blowing to me, is the fact that if you're like an axe murderer, you have a right to a attorney. But if you're in a conservatorship, you can't get your own lawyer. So it's just impossible. It puts people in an impossible situation. Yeah, it's very it's very I just like I know that so many people are prisoners in so many places, but it's just like the idea of. She has no freedom in her own life. And it's so strange to watch a person just like not have any control over. Just like any of her choices, she's I mean, she has a beautiful home, which she's very proud of her garden. I don't know if you guys have seen her post lately. She has this beautiful garden. Um, So it's (laughs) not a terrible, terrible place to be (laughs) trapped, but any place would be a terrible place to be trapped. And it's just so bizarre to me that that is a thing that can be done. And then like is so difficult to undo. Well, also that she's such a public person and the fact that she wasn't able to get out of it as a such public person, like she wasn't able to be heard as someone who has like such. Yeah, 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 yeah. One hundred percent. Because it's psychological, too. I think that they like manipulated her emotionally and made her feel like she was incapable of living her own life and being independent and like getting help. Well, and like they forced a therapist. She talked about that in her statement to the court recently that she was forced to see a a therapist that she didn't trust. And like, so you can't even get. You've, she had no safe space to to even work through any of this. Right. Mm-mm. It's terrifying because it's because she's so rich that she can't trust anyone because literally right. everyone is making money off of her. She is paying the lawyers that she doesn't want. She is paying that therapist that she doesn't want. Like all of them have something to gain from her. So how could you trust them? Like it's it's must be so scary to be in that position where it's like you literally don't know who you can trust ever mm-hmm. yeah well we love britney so much We're yes. so, i'm really i hope she's feeling great today and hopeful i'm feeling hopeful i hope this is a, i hope this is the beginning of the end of her conservatorship because it's yeah it's, Nonsense. It feels like it feels like this is a step in that direction. It feels like Jamie stepping down means that maybe the conservatorship will now end c- completely. There's been so much momentum that I, I hope that that, yeah, just like keeps keeps going. Yeah. And I highly recommend that podcast um, toxic because it's really it really um, has a lot of really fascinating detail. It's it's upsetting for sure. So you I was know. gonna say, didn't you Go say it made you it really, really cry? Be really sad. But it made me cry because in the first episode, it plays audio from her her first like t- publicly released testimony, and just hearing her, oh god, not doing her affected voice, like saying Ugh. I saying like I haven't been heard before, and it just like gave me. It just, yeah, I just started sobbing on a hike and had to (laughs) put my mask on. I had my mask off because, you know, it's outdoors. It seemed fine. And I was like covering my face with my mask because there was just snot like pouring down my face. And I was like, is it going to soak through the mask and just look disgusting? It didn't. But it was uh, a big reaction. That just reminds me of... 
um, I was talking to someone who was just on a like seven hour flight and they, you know, you cry on flights. You just do. But like crying on flights now <laughs> is just a whole different ball game. If you haven't brought a spare mask, it's like <laughs> you're so ruining disgusting. your mask. You're just screwed. You're screwed. So bring a spare mask on your flight. Always if you're planning bring to cry. a spare mask. I genuinely always have like four in my purse at all times, no matter yeah, what. It's important. It's yeah. a good, good way to do it. <sighs> well, should we pivot away from that sad, but maybe hopeful topic hopeful. to something, something just, just all around unpleasant? <laughs> yes. Oh, I would love to pivot to something all around unpleasant. Let's do yeah, it. let's do it. No, I'm actually really excited about this week's movie, which is Your Next came out Ooh. in 2013. I think we're I think it's pretty fun. It's not all just miserable. <laughs> OK, that's great. It's not audition, which haunts me in my sleep. I tried to. Yeah, I was like, what can we do? That's a little change of pace. We haven't done a slasher in a while. You know, I love a home invasion movie. Yes, I was going to say to you just a quick note about um, audition. I got a text from Joel that. He went into that movie not knowing what it was going to be about when he first saw it. Not the episode, not when he first saw the movie. And he truly did think that it was going to be a rom-com until the bag moved. And then it, the movie, like, <laughs> destroyed him. <laughs> so that really did happen to people. Yeah, it plays that way for the first half. I'm not surprised if I didn't know. Yeah, if I hadn't seen that cover image of her with her syringe. Whew, that tipped me off. Yeah, not a lot of syringes in rom-coms. I do. I also want to say that just one overarching thing that has come out of this podcast is that I have friends that now reach out to me to ask about whether they should watch a horror movie or not. And I did get <laughs> someone texted me they were on a date and they were like, should we watch Audition? And I was like, fuck no. Absolutely no. not. A date movie? A date movie? No, Absolutely no, really not. Bad, really bad. It, it, no, you must be single. Idea. You must be single or in an extremely committed partnership. There is zero in between to watch must, that movie. You must know absolutely everything about your yes. partner. You have to be you have to be in deep or not at all. <laughs> so I felt really I felt great that I could be an expert on that. I felt that is really good, you good might to be me. Saved a relationship. Then. I might have. I might have. Well, you know what? This one could be a good. This could be a good date movie. I think if okay, if, they, if they like a slasher. So yeah, if you're listening, throw this on with your with your date. Cool. <laughs> okay, this is a date movie. Um, it is directed by Adam Wingard, who also directed The Guest. Uh, written by Simon Barrett, starring Sharni Vinson, Joe Swanberg, A.J. Bowen, Nicholas Tucci, Wendy Glenn, and Rob Moran. And it is streaming on Hulu. Is Joe Swanberg Taylor Swift's boyfriend? No. Oh. That's Joe Alwyn. Alwyn. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. He's cute. Well, now we He's know. More than cute, Henley. He's incredibly hot. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> He's incredibly hot. Incredibly hot. <laughs> um. And yeah, I just, yeah, so I love home invasion movies and it's been a while since we did a slasher and when we talked about slashers in our bonus episode on our patreon patreon.com slash tsdw podcast <laughs> <laughs> um they talked about how slashers are all about the creative kills right it's like basically getting from kill to kill how do we make this the craziest kill and i just want to say 
this movie has my favorite kill of all time in it. Whoa. Okay. Big news. Probably not going to be your guys' favorite. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> That's fine. Great. All right, everyone. It's our favorite time of the week, cocktail hour. Um, what will you be drinking when you are visiting your boyfriend's parents' country house? For us, we've decided that we will be having a frog in a blender. Yes, a frog in a blender. The ingredients for this drink are two ounces vodka, four ounces cranberry juice, two lime wheels, and one cup of ice. In order to make this drink, place all the ingredients in a blender, the vodka, cranberry juice, lime wheels, and ice. Blend for three to five seconds, just enough to chop everything up, and then pour into a chilled glass. Serve and enjoy. Cheers. It has a 79% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 66 oh. on Metacritic, 6.6 on IMDb. Classic. Classic across the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, budget was one million, and it made twenty-seven million. Great, pretty good, pretty good. That is a shoestring budget. Yeah, yeah one, one million. million. I mean, fifty thousand is a shoestring budget, but right, right, <laughs> right. But I mean, a movie for one million dollars—that's pretty good. It, I, that always just makes me think of um, Austin Powers when Doctor Evil thinks a <laughs> um, million dollars is a lot of money. <laughs> one million dollars. Uh, one million dollars. Remember when Austin Powers was a thing? I feel like I never hear about yeah. Austin Powers anymore. Emily just rewatched well, them all. Uh, I, I, one and two. One and two. One and two. I haven't rewatched three yet because two was tough. <laughs> there were some things in it that were problematic. Not good to watch in 2021. Yeah. yeah. Isn't yeah. Beyonce in one of them? She's Number in three. three. She's, in, She's three. in three. Okay. So maybe I'll get there. Maybe I'll get there. Okay. Uh, some trivia for us. It is part, it is categorized as mumble gore, which I have never heard that t term before. And I was, it delighted me because have you guys heard of mumblecore? Yes. Is like yeah. the, Mar Greta, the Duplass brothers. Greta Gerwig. Gerwig. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so mumble, mumble gore, mumble gore is a play on that. And it is millennial era brand, a millennial era brand of horror that relies on dialogue, low budget aesthetics and interpersonal relationships to, to develop scary stories. The actions and speech Ooh. in these films often feel improvised and directors like to employ B movie minimalism that maximizes the limits of a small budget. I just had never heard of mumble gore before. It's mumble gore. Filmmakers include Adam Wingard. Ty West, Joe Swanberg, Mark Duplass, and Amy Simetz. And all of those, except for Mark Duplass, are in this movie as actors. Hmm. And so I kind of like that there's like this little crew of people who are just acting and directing in each other's movies. I mean, I imagine they're just all friends. And I just thought that was kind of cool that they're just like a group of friends that are making low budget movies together, alternating roles, sometimes directing, sometimes acting. That's fun. I just thought that was great. That's so fun. And also that speaks to one of my favorite things in horror movies is when it's about interpersonal relationships gone awry. Yes. That's my, that's my favorite thing to hear about. You do. You love that. Mm -hmm. um, and Simon Barrett is the movie who's the screenwriter on the film is also in the film. He's not included in that list of directors. I don't think he's directed one, but I'm just liking all this like role switching. Like we're acting. Mm -hmm. We're screenwriting. 
Um, Joe Swanberg, I knew that name was familiar for some reason. He did that um, show Easy that um, oh, I think it was on Netflix yeah. or Prime, one of those. I think Netflix, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and some other like Im- improvised movie, like that, that, that not gore, because obviously I've seen them, but that like vibe. So that, again, that makes sense. Interesting. Yeah. It just yeah. feels, it feels like scrappy. It feels like they're all like college students or like yeah, in film exactly. school or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, it makes fun. it feel like accessible. It's like, ooh, yeah. this is fun. Just regular folks making a movie that they thought was cool. Mm-hmm. And the last bit of trivia is that Sharni Vinson and Wendy Glenn, who are two actresses in the film, were actually roommates and best friends before and during filming, which I just feel right. like must have been very <laughs> But <fun>. not after. <laughs> but not after. <laughs> this movie ruined them. <laughs> <laughs> and that is all the trivia I have. Shall we watch this trailer? I love this trailer. Ooh, okay. Let's watch it. Yes. Otherwise, I would have said no. Otherwise, I would have refused. (laughs) I just want you all to know how much it means to us that you're all here. Thanks to mom and dad. Beautiful. Just a perfect day. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank thee for thy food and help us to do our part with kind words and loving deeds. Amen. Amen. What is that? trailer great use of a song lou reed yeah man i remember when that trailer came out i was so pumped i think i probably watched it a hundred times when it first came out (laughs) it's a really good trailer and honestly i'm so i'm so glad i don't have to watch it but it does look fun it's fun if you like if you like a slasher and you can handle some gore this also like leans in a bit to some comedy aspects leaning into that mumblecore aspect of the mumble gore like it feels <laughs> it feels a little um it's funny it's rated r i think so i wonder i can't remember if it actually even came out in theaters or if it was like straight to netflix because hmm. i feel like i was really excited for it but i don't remember seeing it in theaters 
So I don't know. I mean, okay, but I think it's rated R. Yeah, because it. Yeah, I. I. It looks like a movie. I. It's like so close to being a movie that I would want to see, and then just a few of the things I even saw in that trailer, I was like, no. Yeah, there's some things that you're gonna say no to for sure. Yeah, can- no. Emily, it does kind of remind me the vibe a little bit of Ready or Not. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yes. yeah, it does. Yeah. Same, which is like I, that is you know also kind of fun. Yes, I'd say that is the closest film that we've done to this for sure where it's just like gets to this kind of app ramps up like insanity of just like crazy shit and also you're in like a you're in like a beautiful mansion in the middle of nowhere and it reminded me of the um uh house from knives out knives out that's what it was yeah 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 very similar vibes too Oh boy, um, those animal masks. I know. Oh. Maybe, honestly, as far as a mask goes, some of my favorites. <laughs> but in this context, pretty it's, freaky. But also playful. They're a little cute. They're kind of cute. It's kind of fun. Cute. 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 They're still hard plastic masks, though, which we got to say, yeah. give a hard no to. That's true. Not a fan yeah. of those. Well, Oh boy. Should we get into it? Yes. Let's do it. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines however often you'd like for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. 
So we start with a couple having sex. Oh my God. <laughs> what a way to start. This movie really must be rated R, Emily. It has <laughs> to be yeah. rated R. Yeah. <laughs> Um, after they have sex, the guy gets in the shower and the girl pulls on some knee-high socks and heads downstairs in what? just her knee-high socks, underwear, and an unbuttoned shirt with her boobs out. It's a very interesting outfit. Okay, sure. Uh, this is a, looks like a vacation home, maybe. It's in the woods. There are a lot of windows in this house. <laughs> And she is walking around half half naked, and we see a POV from the outside looking in, watching mm-hmm. her as she makes herself a cocktail. She makes one for her boyfriend, and uh, she sits down on the couch and hears something from behind her. Turns to look, and then we cut to upstairs, guy showering, do-do-do, he doesn't have a clue what's going on, gets out of the shower, and we notice some writing on the wall that he doesn't notice quite yet. He's toweling off, and eventually looks over and sees blood scrawl on the wall that says, you're next. Uh. And he walks up to it. Um, is like, what the fuck? And then sees his girlfriend dead in the living room. Her head stabbed, I think. Pool, like a pool of blood around her head. Yikes. And he, he panics and turns and is immediately grabbed by a man in an animal mask. And he, I think, also stabs him in the face. Cut to... Ugh. Wow, Great, great cold open. Fun opening <laughs> scene. We cut to a older couple. This is Paul and Aubrey are driving through the woods to their, I guess, vacation home. You saw in the trailer, this place is a, a mansion, basically. It's huge, but it's clear nobody has been there in some time. They're driving from far away. Uh, they're talking about how they haven't, there's apparently a new neighbor here. And Aubrey seems, like, annoyed by that. Like, she liked having the entire place to themselves. But they're like, oh, we're so isolated and they're still pretty far. Like, it it doesn't, it won't be that annoying. They arrive to the house and the front door is unlocked. Paul says, that's weird. And opens it and looks around. All the furniture is covered in, um, you know, uh, sheets. Like, clear that no one's been there in a while. And he's like, hmm, I guess maybe just a, uh, one of the workers came in to work on something and didn't lock it afterwards. I would just like to quickly say, I hope one day in my life I can um, be in a situation where I need to cover my furniture in sheets. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like, who is covering their furniture in sheets? You only see that in, like, Downton Abbey when they, like, dust off their like country a room home. that isn't used but, but once a year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the furniture is so expensive that you must cover it in a sheet. <laughs> Imagine. Oh, Imagine. Man. That's, yeah, an, a, an aspirational mm-hmm. yeah, thing for sure. Couch sheet goals. <laughs> <laughs> so then we cut to a younger couple driving 
And this is our protagonist, Aaron, played by Sharni Vinson, who is Australian. We get an Australian accent. She's the only Australian um, accent in the film. Everybody else is American and at least in the in the film. Um, And she, Sharni Vinson, is in an excellent film called Step Up 3D, which I had seen prior to this. (laughs) And I was so excited. I was like, oh, it's the girl from Step Up 3D. (laughs) That's great. And I'm still kicking myself that I never made you guys watch the entire Step Up franchise with me because I know that I floated that idea and I think I got some interest. We should do them as bonus episodes. It would be hard to do them because <laughs> no, we'll just no. be like, you really cool dance <laughs> But God, they're so good. The dancing is so good. And so she's a really great dancer. She doesn't dance in this movie, but we just we'll keep that in your back pocket we, to we know, know about her. We, we just know. know. Yeah. We'll she just moves know. she moves like a dancer mm-hmm. the whole time. Exactly. Um, so we get the information that it's, it's her and her boyfriend, Crispin. Don't get a lot of characters named Crispin in movies like that. No, no. And they are driving to visit his parents. And she says, like, oh, your parents are really, really rich, huh? Like, they better have some nice booze. And so we know that they're going to go visit the the couple that, the older couple that we just met at this fancy house. And then we go see back at the house, Aubrey's cleaning downstairs the mom. And here's a thud on the floor above and kind of it startles her and she looks up and then immediately her husband walks in to that room from downstairs from another part of the house and so she's like what the fuck someone's upstairs uh and he's like no what are you what are you talking about nobody's upstairs like it's just me and she's like i just heard something upstairs somebody's here she immediately like freaks out pretty big and she's Mm. like i'm i'm going outside i'm going outside like let's call the police or something and he's like no he's like i'm gonna go check the door was unlocked and then you hear a thud so i would be like oh one plus one equals there's fucking somebody upstairs that's very fair yeah so that's what she's thinking paul kind of tries to tell her it's fine like i'll go check you can wait outside that's fine we see him go up to the second floor and around to wherever was above where she heard the noise coming from and he kind of pinpoints it to this closet and he's walking up to the closet, tiptoeing, reaching for the door handle. And then behind him, Crispin appears is like, Dad. And he turns around. It's a jump scare. And he's like, oh, my God, you scared the shit out of me. And Crispin says, why is mom crying in the driveway? What's going on? And he's like, OK, yeah, let's go out. Let's go out and help talk to your mother. And. Uh, they leave the room. The camera pans back to that closet door and someone slowly presses it open. God <gasps> fucking damn it. <laughs> we don't see it. Who it is. That Somebody is the thing, too, the about a house that big. It's like Mm-mm. they could have even had a thud in that room and then moved to a different room by the time. You, like, it's like, no. Right. You'll no. never you'll never know for certain if someone is in the house or not. There's just no way you could know. I have a very small place with like one closet that I rarely check. And every single time I open that closet door, I'm like, what if somebody's in here? Every (laughs) single time. And it is the literal like only spot someone could be. And I think it every time. Yeah. Big houses are scary. I mean, when I was up in Washington, it's like, it's really, really weird and different. (laughs) 
and I didn't like it. <laughs> so no. they go back outside to calm Aubrey down, Crispin's mother, and uh, all kind of greet each other. They haven't seen each other in a while. This is a, a, a family gathering of sorts. Aaron and Crispin come inside, get their stuff down. They've arrived uh, at nighttime, and so they're getting ready for bed. And Aaron is saying, like, she's really excited that she's meeting his parents. It's clear that she's, like, really in love with Crispin. And he's in love with her, too. Like, they're just a very young uh, or, like, a very sweet little couple. And, oh, and she says something like, you're really lucky to have parents like this. And he kind of rolls his eyes like, oh, you know, they're pretty crazy. And she's like, no, I mean it. Like, you don't like you're really lucky. And he says, tomorrow's their anniversary, 35 years. Can you believe it? And she says, or he, Crispin says, it's been so long since the whole family's been together. Like, it's going to be pretty crazy. And she says, how so? And he says, you'll see. And <laughs> he wasn't <laughs> expecting what comes, though, hopefully. <laughs> right. Wait till he sees what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so in the middle of the night, Aubrey gets up to go get a glass of water. There's some tents, wa those walking down the hallways at nights. Shots. Oh, I hate those. Hate those. She's creeping down to the kitchen. Uh, she gets to the kitchen, is pouring herself a glass of water. We get a shot from outside where an animal mask is reflected in the glass uh. outside of the uh, window, just watching her. Oh boy. Is this going to be like the black sheep of the family? And there is the animal mask a sheep mask? There is a sheep mask. It's a, there's a lamb, a tiger, and a fox. Okay. Interesting. I like that theory. Mm -hmm. So, but he, nothing happens. And so the next morning, Crispin wakes up and. One of his other siblings and his wife have arrived. This is Drake and Kelly. Um, and in this family, there's going to be a, there's going to be a lot of characters, character names. So there's there's a mother and father and four children, three boys and a girl and three men and a, whim, a woman, should I say? They are <laughs> three, three men, men and a woman and a woman, <laughs> a one woman, one woman in the family. And each of them has brought their own, brought their respective partners. So total, there is okay. going to be ten, ten people, um, f here for the weekend. So that. we get our next. Our next brother is is Drake, and it's clear that Drake seems to be the oldest and kind of still in this bullying dynamic where he's immediately picking on Crispin. And is Crispin the youngest? I'm not sure. Um, but he's not the oldest and he's clearly like still irritated by Drake and it, it kind of seems like this still like, hurt, yeah, hurts his feelings and he's like, stop. He's embarrassed and, um, and, and we see Aubrey is preparing dinner or lunch or something and Aaron asks her if she needs any help with anything and Aubrey says, if you could maybe go ask the neighbor for milk, I'm out of milk and we have a new neighbor here now. So maybe the neighbor has milk. And so have you guys ever asked a neighbor for something like that? 
milk, eggs, no. sugar. Not once. I have told a neighbor that they could ask me for sugar if they needed. <laughs> but then they never okay. did. They never asked. Very, very generous. Very generous of you, Sammy. <laughs> well, it was like we had like a conversation where I was like, oh, yeah, if you ever need like a cup of sugar, you know where to find me. That's so cute. I introduced oh, that's myself cute. to a neighbor. So the sentiment's the same. So basically, yes, I have. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've always lived in places where it's like easy enough to go to a grocery store, like run down to a mart where it's like, yeah, that's true. More easier to do that than to like knock on a stranger's door. You're, I've also never been friends with my neighbors in that way. So you're not in the, the middle of the woods like these these folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Aaron uh, heads out to go to the neighbor's house. And meanwhile, Crispin is talking with his dad outside at the grill, and his dad is asking, like, how did it go with the fellowship? Crispin says, I didn't get it. Um, And his dad seems kind of disappointed and like, well, that's like, why didn't you get it? Like, he's kind of putting him down, too. So Crispin's kind of Hmm. getting getting a little shit from his brother and from his dad. And then we see Aaron arriving at the neighbor's house, which is the house from the cold open. Mm. And we hear this song playing. We we saw in the beginning um, the woman put a CD on, on repeat. And so it's the same song, still playing really loud like she was playing it that night. And Aaron's knocking on the window. Hello. I like she can hear someone's in there. But nobody's answering the door. We see inside their dead bodies. Aaron does not see it. And Aaron just shrugs and decides, oh, I guess I guess they're not home. Starts heading back towards the main house. I don't like how this is giving me funny games feelings mm-hmm. right, right off the bat. Sure. That's I, not I, good. Yeah, a little... We didn't like that one. That's fair. No, we didn't like that one. <laughs> uh, it feel yeah, it's feeling like um, these these animals are having a bit of fun. Mm-hmm. They're having a little fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then later that evening, the rest of the family arrives. Their daughter Amy and her boyfriend Tariq, and then the the other son's name is Felix, and his girlfriend's name is Z, and Z's got like black black short hair with bangs and like heavy eyeliner and she's like smoking a cigarette everyone's like trying to make a good impression on the parents z doesn't fucking care z's too cool they're like yeah. name z like the letter z and felix is like it has two e's after it but yeah and they're like wow that's so what a cool name and she's just like smoking her cigarette like glaring at them <laughs> <laughs> fucking cool um they all come in are getting settled Aubrey, the mom, says to everyone, like, just want to say thank you to you all for being here. It really means a lot to us that you all came. And they all sit down to have dinner. Uh, And they got like a big, fancy, long dinner table in this big room. And they're catching up and getting to know the ones that they don't know, like Tariq, uh, Amy's boyfriend, uh, Drake is drake is the kind of bully bully brother is talking to Tariq and finds out Tariq's a filmmaker and <laughs> this is not essential to the plot but it really just made me laugh Tariq says he makes 
documentaries and one premiered at a film festival and drake says do you make did you make it do you ever make any commercials and he's like no not really and drake's like i love commercials like they're better than the shows these days and it's like he says i think this is the highest form of the art right now because you have to be so synced you have to like get them in the short amount of time he's like i just love commercials and you can see Tariq getting so annoyed (laughs) i love that i love someone saying like praising commercials you never see that happen and you can see it just like really irritating Tariq. And it's a, yeah, a nice little character moment of Drake just like being annoying to everybody Shallow. around him. Yeah. Um, then we, Drake is asking Aaron what she does and she says she's in graduate school and he asks if she was a student of Crispin's and she says, yeah, I was actually, um, mm-hmm. but I'm not anymore. And Crispin turns to Drake and says, she was my TA, but we thought, you know, that's inappropriate. So she she's not anymore. And Drake kind of under under his breath says, yeah, that's pretty unprofessional. And Crispin says, what did you just say? And Drake's like, what? And it escalates. And this is like the straw that broke the camel's back for Crispin where he's like, "Okay, you've been saying little comments to me ever since I got here. Like, are we just falling back into this pattern? Like, why do you have to be like this? Why can't you just, like, take me seriously as an adult? Like, why do you always have to do this? That's, like, each person's little thing is triggered. Mom jumps in, like, trying to break the boys up. It's like we're going back to, you know, Mm -hmm. childhood. Everyone starts, like, jumping in and yelling and falling into old family patterns. Um, Everyone's yelling. And Tariq notices something outside gets up nobody notices him getting up and he like walks towards the window looks out the window and says what is that and then we hear a noise and see glass shatter but it's like it's not super loud nobody notices and and then we just see Aubrey's face like she's the first one to notice and kind of slowly each person turns and we see Tariq has an arrow sticking out of his eye Mm. and he grabs his head and like falls to the floor dead. Everyone starts screaming. Another arrow shoots in, uh, hits uh, a family portrait. We see outside a POV of a crossbow kind of aiming aiming in and people... Creepy guys love crossbows. Creepy creepy guys Mm -hmm. love crossbows. Mm -hmm. Oof, Mm -hmm. oof, oof. Um, a crossbow, I think, is one of the scariest weapons. It's very scary. From Hush. Remember how scary yes, that was? I know, especially now that we know how hard it is to load and stuff. And it's yeah. like, it's really just for the, really just for the expert. So it's yeah, not doing exactly. you any favors if you get a hold of it. Exactly. Uh, so we see the POV of this crossbow and people are jumping up and screaming and the mom Aubrey is kind of jumped up and we see her in the view of the of the crossbow and Drake jumps up to like be like mom get down Aaron is yelling at everyone like get down get down and Drake goes to to grab the mom arrow shoots right into his back and they both mm. they both drop down and Aaron pretty quickly is kind of taking control of the situation she's like everybody get down Call, someone call 911. Everyone stay calm. Like, take deep breaths. 
and um, everyone else is in complete chaos the mom is screaming we're all gonna die like they're like oh, fucking freaking out well she cried from a thud so i'm not yeah. i yes. don't feel like she has great crisis management skills right right um so aaron pulls out her phone and there's no signal and the dad says there was signal this morning i was making calls this morning that doesn't make sense felix chimes in and says they must be using a signal jammer. You can buy those on the internet for like 30 bucks. Drake. What? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know. Drake with an arrow sticking out of his back is like, Felix, you fucking low life. Like, why do you know shit like that? Of course you fucking know that. Like, Drake sucks. <laughs> still Drake being, sucks so much. Still being an asshole, like with the arrow sticking out of his back. Um, Aaron says, okay, let's, we're going to take these use these basically you basically use the dining chairs as shields as they walk past so they can get to the next room so one at a time they use the big tufted dining chair to hold up in front of them as they pass the window um and each of them gets passed aaron goes last he the crossbow shoots at her but it just goes through the chair it doesn't hit her um there's enough distance between her and the chair that it just it, it's fine they all get to the next room over and uh, still everybody's freaking out uh they're they've got drake they're like should we pull out the arrow pull out the arrow aaron says no don't pull out the arrow leave it where it is put pressure on it like it's it's clear that aaron like knows what to do in in these types of situations i think yeah what's she in graduate school for <laughs> she said literature <laughs> damn okay. and at some point crispin says to her i've never seen you act like this before and she says like this is a pretty unique situation like <laughs> basically why would you have seen me act like this before <laughs> um felix says someone needs to run out to the car we need to get help aaron says no everybody needs to stay inside and it's getting a little bit out of aaron's control she's trying she's like very much trying to keep everyone calm and inside but the majority of them have decided, no, somebody needs to run out to the car. Um, oh, boy. Well, that person's dead. And so they they say, who's the fastest? Drake says, I'm the fastest, but I've got this fucking arrow in my back. And <clears throat> Amy chimes in and says, I'm fast. Dad, I can do it, Daddy. I'm fast. Oh, no. And she kicks off her shoes. Her boyfriend just died? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She kicks off her shoes and she like gets in a runner's position. They are standing by the front door and like they're going to open it as soon as she gets close enough. They're like, they won't be expecting her to be running out at full speed. So we'll just open it at the last second. She'll just fucking dart out, go straight to the car and it switches to slow motion. We get her starting to run. They open the doors and as she leaves the house, a piece of piano wire slits her no. throat and they have put a trip wire on the house, basically, or like a piano wire booby trap. And it slits her throat real hard because she ran at it full speed. Oh, no. And she falls Fuck. backwards. They pull her back in, close the door again. Everybody's screaming. Everybody's screaming. Aaron again is staying pretty calm she looks horrified she's very shocked but she is not like losing her mind like she is as even tempered as one could be in this situation wow. while amy is 
holding her throat, gurgling. She dies pretty fast. Yikes. Um, mm. Aaron, again, starts taking control. Okay, we need to, um, we need to all get weapons. She goes to the kitchen. She starts grabbing knives and she's like on it. She's like gets a fucking meat cleaver and uh she's like we need to seal the, all the windows she starts locking going around locking window after window and crispin is like looking at her like what the fuck is going on he's like what are you doing and she says i'm uh she has her phone and she says some places you can text 911 even if there's just one bar so she's like sending texts on her phone she's like if it comes if it comes up like that'll go through and she is just really really taking charge and uh, while everyone else is falling apart. Something tells me she has experienced some extreme trauma in her life <laughs> previously. <laughs> Something. Ha- has handled it extremely well, obviously. Yeah. So at Amy dying, Aubrey, her mother, it like is completely losing it. Like she's like about catatonic. Yeah, she's about to pass out. So She's just like scream crying. And so Paul takes her upstairs to lay her down in bed. And Drake downstairs is like getting pretty delirious with the he's losing a lot of blood. And they've given him some sort of painkiller and he's like, it's fine. Like, I can't feel it anymore. And he like taps on where the arrow is. He's like, see, I like, don't even feel it anymore. It's OK. But he's like going pale and he's losing blood. Uh Upstairs, we see Aubrey just laying in bed crying, and from a top-down view, we see oh, a no. hand come out from underneath the bed. <gasps> no. oh, and a man starts crawling out from underneath the bed. We see his head rise next to the bed. He's wearing a fox mask. And he has a machete. He slowly stands up. And as he stands up, Aubrey, like, senses someone is there, turns to look, and we just see him, like, bring down the machete, cut to downstairs to hear her scream. Everyone hear everyone hears it mm-hmm. and runs upstairs. Um, and we see the aftermath of Aubrey with her face just s- stabbed with the machete still sticking out of it. Ugh. Oh, gross. So now everyone except for Aaron is upstairs. Aaron is still uh, going room to room, securing the windows. As she is in the kitchen, a hand punches through the kitchen window, grabs her by the back of the hair. And we see a guy in a tiger mask, I think. It's hard to keep track. The max- masks look pretty similar, but I'll do my best. And uh, and she instantly, I mean, she's carrying a knife with her and she instantly stabs him through his forearm into the window frame and so like pins his arm against the window frame and uh, and he starts screaming and she goes because she's in the kitchen so she's going to grab like another knife but by the time she turns around he's gone damn Ugh. okay I'm on Aaron's team. Aaron's great. Aaron, Aaron, pick me. Pick me. <laughs> yeah, she's Ugh. she's great. So uh, back upstairs, everyone is surveying the the mom's room. There is blood writing on the wall saying, "You're next." 
Um, they, the, the Paul, the dad is now losing it and, uh, they kind of take him out of the room. They're like, get out. You can't see this dad. Let's get you out of here. And only Kelly stays behind in this room. Kelly is Drake's wife. Who's got an arrow in his back. Um, so it's now just Kelly in this room and she's looking around and looks out the window. I think this is on either the second or third floor and she's looking out the window and looking down and then she hears a creak in the room and she turns and looks and doesn't see anyone and she look she like looks at the bottom of the bed and gets on her hands and knees no! and starts no. going to look under no. the bed and sure enough the same guy is still there pops out good scare we hear another scream but she kelly is able to like fully run away and so she like runs down the stairs um screaming everyone turns sees her coming and she's like ah there's somebody here there's somebody here i'm getting the fuck out of here she runs to the front door opens it ducks under the piano wire drake like sees his wife freaking out and running and goes to run after her ducks under it but he's got a big old arrow sticking out <gasps> of his back so the piano wire hits the arrow and he like stops in pain and um then turns Ew. and like pulls the arrow out of his out of his own back oh, no. and looks at it and just passes out <laughs> oh no um and then we see kelly running through the woods screaming not a great move kelly, if you're gonna, kelly if you're gonna make a run for it at least be quiet about it <laughs> and go to a car just get to a car don't run through the woods right um so ugh. we see um, the man with the crossbow watching her as she just runs runs past him uh inside at this point, Crispin now does say, we need to get to the car. We got to get to the car. Um, I'll go get the car and bring it up really close so everyone can um, get into it. Because, you know, Drake's hurt. Dad's not doing well. Like, nobody can run. So I'll just bring it as close as we can. Aaron really doesn't want him to do this. She says, she says please don't. Please don't go. Um, he says, I got to do this. This is like my family. This is our only chance. Like we need, we need help. And Aaron pulls out a butcher knife, gives it to him, says, take this. <laughs> and he's like, okay, thank you. Um, back outside, we see Kelly running and she makes it to the neighbor's house. And we hear that same song playing on repeat again. She comes at it from a different angle, uh, which is just a sliding glass door. So she can see inside the guy propped up on the couch, but from behind. So she can't see that he's dead. He, she can oh just God. see like that someone's in there. So she's like banging like, please, please let me in. Like, what's fucking wrong with you? Answer the fucking door. And of course, we see the reflection of no. uh, <laughs> lamb, lamb mask coming up behind her. She turns and he punches her in the face so hard that she flies through the sliding glass door, shattering it Damn. into so many pieces. So now she's like crawling through broken oh, glass. 
Um, we go back to Crispin, who is now outside at the cars, looking under the hood of the car like something's wrong, like maybe they've cut the brakes or gas or I don't know what you would do to make a car not function, but he looks like he's basically looking under a hood like, oh, fuck. Um, we go back to Kelly crawling through glass. Man in, in the lamb mask is just like slowly following behind her. We see his like nasty combat boots crunching through the get <gasps> oh. glass. And she army crawls to the front of the couch and finally gets a head on look at the guy, sees that he is dead. His head is bashed in in, in the front, basically like his forehead is bashed in. And she screams and lamb mask guy grabs her again throws her into a glass table she's mm. like on her back facing him now and he's got a big old axe and he does oh, the like swinging practice thing like you would do if you're like about to swing a bat like one two and she's just like he's like fucking with her and then he axes her in the side of the head she's dead oh my god <sighs> i hate this and then he goes and sits on the couch the song restarts once again he sits down on the couch next to the the first man's dead body and does the trademark slow head tilt <laughs> i don't know to who nobody else is in there that's just for us <laughs> what's what's do you remember what song is playing is it a song we'd recognize or is it just some other random song it, uh, you'd probably recognize it but i don't know i don't know it maybe you yeah. would it's not it's know. not lou reed perfect day as it is in the trailer mm, unfortunately that would, be that would be so terrifying to be in that situation to get to safety to your neighbor's house and they're already dead yeah. i mean horrible really bad horrible. really bad Really very bad. Crispin comes mm. back inside, basically says the cars are no good, but I'm going to go back out and just keep going. Like, I'm going to get as far as I can and hopefully be able to get cell phone reception. Like, I'll go as far as I need to go to be able to call the police. Like, basically, I just need to get to like wherever the next cell tower is or however far this jammer goes. And he's like, maybe Kelly made it. They don't they don't know what's happened with Kelly. So it's like. She might have made it like there might be hope. Aaron, again, is saying, like, please, please don't go. Um, mm. He says, I'll, I'll come back soon. I promise. So he leaves. He opens the front door and he takes his butcher knife and cuts the piano wire. It makes a little note, like a little <laughs> music note when he cuts Bing. it. Mm -hmm. um, and so now we have Aaron, Paul, Felix and Z. Um, basically regrouping Drake's Drake is not dead, but he is unconscious. So they're kind of, they move his body into a different part of the house out of the way. Um, Aaron says to them, I think it's safe to say at least one of them is inside and like, where is the safest place for us to be? Felix says all the rooms have windows except for the basement and she's like no fuck that we're not doing in the basement that's way too easy they could basically like pour gasoline down there and we'd be fucked um she's like what we need is more knives and so she goes back to the kitchen to grab more knives and as she's coming back she's like about to hand them out to everyone and kelly's body gets thrown through the window 
as oh she passes God. it. And again, it like goes into this very cool like slow motion as she like drops all of the knives. So they like in slow motion, like fall all around. And we see um, a man in a tiger mask slowly climbing in. Great shot of Aaron like crawling away backwards from him, like looking really scared. And this guy's got an axe and he pulls it back, slams it down. She's able to uh, turn in time to dodge it, go back into real time. She kicks him in the balls. He drops to his knees. She grabs one of the uh, one of the things she got from the kitchen, which is like a meat tenderizer. Like that is like Ooh, metal things. Yeah, yeah. She yeah, hits yeah. him real hard in the kneecap with it. He he screams, falls forward. She hits him real hard in the back of the head with it, and just keeps fucking hitting him, tenderizing his head. If if you Ew, oh my god, <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, we love that you did not go into the basement. We love that you didn't She's settle smart. for one hit. You went there. That's what you needed to do. We love this. I think there's some stuff that we don't know about Aaron. As I was taking notes, <laughs> I had um. The caption's on, and it says in this moment, flesh squelching. Horrible. Then we turn and see Felix and Z, who are in the room with her. I, I, the dad, Paul, has um, gone back upstairs, I think, at this point, too. I don't know. He's, he's just not in the room with them at this moment. Felix and Z are watching, horrified, like, what the fuck just happened who is this person basically this is not an average lady um aaron picks up the guy takes the mask off basically shows them his face as do do any of you guys recognize this man they say no it's just like a man with a shaved head she says like all right well thanks for the help by the way and they're like they're like well you look like you had it under control then upstairs we see the dad is is checking that same closet from earlier and he opens the door and we see it's it's full of bottles filled with pee and like snack wrappers oh they've just been waiting ew (laughs) just waiting for how long why and enough time to fill a couple of bottles with piss. <laughs> oh, God. And then the power goes out. Oh, God. It was only a matter of time. And downstairs, Aaron turns to Felix and Z and says, where's the circuit breaker? Felix says, I'm pretty sure it's in the basement. Why don't you go down there and check? I'll go check on my dad. And... Uh, so Felix and Z both go upstairs to check on dad. Dad, at this point, Paul is like, he's like, they've been watching us. This wasn't a random attack. They've been here for days. Like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. And, and he's like walking backwards down a hallway as they're trying to approach him. They're like, calm down, dad. It's okay. It's okay. Like, we're going to figure this out. He's stepping backwards, stepping backwards, steps into a clearing and a man in a fox mask comes out from behind him with a machete and slits his throat. It like sprays blood onto Felix and Z's faces. And 
he Paul falls backwards, holding his throat, dying. And Felix and Z don't really react to it. <gasps> and no. they walk kind of closer to him as he's dying. And he just like looks, makes eye contact with them as he dies. And they're just kind of watching him die. <gasps> so Z was like, yeah, like, I mean, it was more than just her name, you know? <laughs> it's more than just her name. <gasps> Henley, I think you might have fucking called this. <laughs> Wow. And so then I didn't like it when they told her to go in the basement. I didn't like that. Right. No, that did feel like And she yeah. said basement's bad. Mhm. So Foxman comes and stands next to them and Felix turns oh. to him and says, "Really? You had to do that right in front of me?" And Foxman pulls out some earbuds. He's listening to music. It's like, "Do you say something?" He's like, it's fine. I just got to go wash up. And we see Felix go and like start washing his dad's blood off of his face. And then downstairs we see Erin is in fact in the basement. But no, 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 no. Uh, she's, you know, still doing her favorite thing, which is gathering more weapons. She's like, what in here's a weapon? She's finding screwdrivers. <laughs> she's like... <laughs> I love that about her. I Wait. love she. That's my favorite thing about Aaron. Wait, is it just Felix and Z and Crispin and Aaron left? Is that those are the but only people? We don't people know alive? where Crispin is, right? Yeah, Crispin's, yeah, Crispin's outside. Just gone. Drake was like not confirmed dead, but oh, like right. unconscious for sure. Um, yes, that's okay. it. Now. While Aaron's down in the basement, we see up in the main house. <sighs> crossbow lamb mask guy coming in and he comes in and sees tiger mask guy with his head all beaten in and lamb mask guy freaks out starts screaming and like crying knocks over the dining room table makes a big noise so Aaron hears that this person is inside and Aaron starts like tiptoeing up the stairs with um, her meat tenderizer in one hand and a screwdriver in the other. And she's kind of crouched now at the top of the basement stairs. And Lamb Mask Guy is basically on the other side of this door. Um, he takes off his mask. We get a look at his face, but we, it's, we don't recognize him. Just another guy with a shaved head. And he looks very mad. And he grabs his axe, and he's basically looking like he's out for blood for whoever did this to Tiger Mask Man. As opposed to <laughs> yeah. before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. True. Now he's... Now That's he's... interesting because Felix and Z didn't seem mm -hmm. upset about Tiger... Are they just sociopaths? And these other guys are just murderers? There's a difference, maybe? Maybe there's a difference. So, she... Aaron is crouching and eventually like somehow makes a little noise like a wood creak or a board creaks under her foot or something and lamb mask turns hears it starts moving towards the door looks through the keyhole she looks through the keyhole they like make eye contact through the keyhole and she's like ah! <laughs> and he takes the axe and starts axing down the door and then is about to get it open and then at this moment drake wakes up 
and walks into this room like dazed and is like, what's going on oh, in here? Oh, <laughs> And lamb mask guy turns to him with axe in hand and starts walking towards him, but it gives Aaron a moment of opportunity. She comes up behind with the screwdriver, stabs him right in the back, and Lamb Mask like uh, screams in pain and just like runs out the front door and just leaves. And they mm-hmm. close the door behind him. And mm-hmm. uh, at this moment, Felix and Z run downstairs. What happened? We heard a noise. And uh they say the one one got in, but I stabbed him and he ran out. And Felix says, "Do you think you like might have killed him?" And she says, "No, it, 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 he he ran out. No, he's not going to be dead." And how how's your dad? And he says, "My dad's okay. He's just lying down." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then Aaron says, "There's got to be at least two more." We need to grab more weapons from the basement. We need to make it really fast. And so Aaron just like goes down to the basement, grabs what she needs, runs right back up, like gives nobody an opportunity to like keep her down in that basement. She's yeah, good for her. <laughs> she good she for comes her. back up and um, her and Z start or she starts help, help making Z help her hammer nails into basically wood planks. Mm-hmm. And is setting them in front of all of the like doors and windows so that anyone that mm-hmm. walks in would stand on nails. Basically, she starts building Grace. her booby, her booby I hate traps. It, but I love it in this context. It's correct. It's but the, I she's don't great. She's great. Like it. Yes, Aaron, you're hired. <laughs> you're hired. <laughs> oh wait, it's fired. <laughs> yeah. Was that Trump? <laughs> yeah, it was. You're hired. You're hired. You're hired. <laughs> Aaron, you're hired. You're hired. Aaron, you're hired. When you're here, you're hired. (laughs) Classic Trump. Classic Trump. Um, And Z is scowling this whole time. And as they're making these little nail boards, Z says, how did you learn all this stuff? And Aaron says, I had a pretty weird childhood. Yikes. I actually grew up on a survivalist compound. And she said, growing up, my dad had a lot Ha-ha, of... Ha-ha, par- Felix, you fuck you. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Fuck Oops, you. picked the wrong family trip to do this shit. Yep. <laughs> and she says, my dad was really paranoid when we were younger that the world was going to end. This is not good for me, having just discovered the collapse Reddit, subreddit. Oh, the subreddit. Because <laughs> I'm like, smart dad. <laughs> um, and <laughs> Sammy, you got to get off. You got to get off that subreddit immediately. I didn't join it, but... I saw I saw enough. That doesn't mean you aren't looking at it occasionally. It's true. Um, the world's a scary place. And look, it worked out well for Aaron to have all these skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. Um, so she says, yeah, basically her dad was paranoid, found everyone who agreed with him. They moved to the Australian outback and he just like wow. they just learned a shitload of survival skills he's she says i moved to the united states with my mom when i was 15 but by then i had already learned a lot and wow. he just goes wow that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> um then we see drake and felix are in are still in the basement 
gathering stuff and drake basically says like i gotta uh, i gotta go i gotta go out there i gotta go find kelly and felix says oh kelly's dead like you didn't know that kelly's dead and drake freaks out and starts yelling at felix um a clearly a dynamic that they have had in the past and is like shut up felix just shut up stop talking and felix grabs a screwdriver stabs drake in the stomach drake looks oh my god very shocked and ooh, stab with the screwdriver ooh, ooh, yeah ooh, in the ooh, stomach and like stomach. it's like a no, blunt thank you yeah and there's a lot of screwdrivers and felix just starts picking one up after another and stabbing them into drake he stabs them with like seven different screwdrivers holy shit and then he says just die already this is hard enough for me (laughs) okay felix (laughs) maybe don't pick a screwdriver and maybe don't pick his stomach if what you're really going for is a quick death yeah this is hard enough for you felix (laughs) for you Jesus. So upstairs we see Z, uh, Aaron, like deep in working on these little booby traps, and Z kind of eyeing one of the nail planks, lifts it up like she's maybe going to hit uh, Aaron in the head with it. And as she raises it and is about to hit Aaron with it, Aaron like jumps up to turn around. He's like, I'm going to go check on their dad. Z like sets the plank back down. She's like, Yeah, yeah, good, good idea. Um, and so Aaron heads upstairs with her meat tenderizer and finds the dad's dead body. And as she's kind of hunched over the dead body, we see Fox Face Man tiptoeing up behind her, creeping behind her. At the last second, she realizes he's there. He's the one with the machete. And she throws the meat tenderizer at him. It doesn't hit him. But it's like enough of a distraction that she jumps out the wind. She just like tucks and jumps out the second story window and like tumbles out like and gets a piece of glass in her leg, but just like jumps up and runs into the woods like she's just like fucking on it. (laughs) Wow. wow, Her dad would be so proud. Her dad would be so proud. Um, <laughs> she basically get like ducks for cover by a tree or like sits like hides by a little tree and we get a look at the piece of glass in her leg and it looks like it's small but it like shows her pulling it out and it's so big it just like gets bigger it's like an iceberg it's like everything is below oh, <laughs> oh no and so she's pulling it out it looks horrible. I, one little detail, like she has like a little, a tiny little fla- uh, flashlight on a keychain, and I'm just like, of course she has a little flashlight with her. Um, mm-hmm. But with her flashlight, she sees uh, again little food wrappers and stuff right where she mm-hmm. is, and she's like, oh fuck! She looks up, lamb mask guy with the crossbows pointing it at her, shoots it, it hits the tree just above her. She like jumps and jumps up and runs back into the house. Closes the door behind her. She's back inside. Oh, and okay. she crawls into um, a f- the bathroom, grabs like a towel, wraps it around her leg, makes a little tourniquet. And uh, la- the lamb face crossbow guy heads back to the house, starts coming in. And he's climbing in through a window and he sees the little booby traps that they've made of the nails sticking up out of the plywood. 
and kind of shakes his head like they're not going to get me. And because he sees that one, he doesn't see the one that's even closer. And so he just like hops out of the window Ah! right onto the nail, goes right through his foot. Uh, He starts screaming. Erin can hear him, so she knows where he is. And upstairs we see Felix uh, and Z with the wolf guy with the machete. And Felix says, can you go check on that? I believe this is what I'm paying you for. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There are dudes being paid for Mm -hmm. sure. For sure. And makes a lot of sense. So wolf guy looks irritated, but starts heading downstairs. So wait, so there's it's tiger guy who's dead. Mm -hmm. Lamb guy who's crossbow. And then Mm -hmm. wolf guy's machete. Wolf guy who machete. Yep. Okay. Okay, got it. Um, And so Felix and Z are up in this master bedroom as Wolf Guy goes downstairs. So they're in the room with um, his mom's dead body. And Z, like, starts straddling Felix and says, fuck me next to your dead mom. (laughs) (gasps) What? And he's like, Z, come on. Why would you even say something like, why would you say something like that? And she's like, you never want to do anything fun. And she starts, like, taking her top off. And he's like, this conversation's over. And it's, like, supposed to be funny. It is a little funny, but it's a little much, too. (laughs) Yeah, it's a bit much. Yeah, and a a little, like, just deeply unrealistic that they would be together to begin with. (laughs) So downstairs, so he like pushes her off and heads downstairs and Felix um, basically starts yelling at them. Like this has gotten so out of hand. I just had to kill my own brother. And we see Aaron listening to all this. So Aaron is now like clued into what's going on as she hides in the bathroom. And the guy in the lamb mask says, that's my brother pointing to the dead guy in tiger mask. And he's Mm. like, and unlike you, I fucking loved my brother. And so give me Mm -hmm. one reason why I shouldn't kill you right now. And Felix is like, okay, man. Okay. Like, um, like I'll give you, I'll I'll pay you double. I'll pay you double. And if I die, you don't get any money. And all of this was for nothing because it's my inheritance. So they, he's like, I'll, I'll, you'll get your brother's share too. And, uh, basically, you'll both be paid more. And then at this moment, Aaron's phone buzzes, makes no. a noise, and it says, emergency message received. So that's good news. But they all turn. They all heard it. Fox Mask says, I got it. And at this point, she doesn't have a weapon. So she just balls oh, no. up her fists. And we see Fox Mask coming closer. And she just, this like second he gets close enough, she jumps and punches him right in the throat really hard and just darts and darts out the front door. And Felix and Z start chasing, Felix and Z and um, Fox or Lamb Mask start chasing her. Or no, I'm sorry, Fox Mask. Whoever. Sorry, is Fox Mask the same as Wolf Mask? Yes. Okay, just, oh, just checking. Okay, 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 okay. That's a good catch, Emily. Sorry. That's a good catch. Yes. <laughs> um, because Tiger Mask is the one who died, right? So we, but basically, have a dog-like creature and a le- and a lamb, right? Yeah, and, okay. a lamb. and lamb has been like stepped on a nail, so his foot's all fucked up. So right. the mm-hmm. three whose feet aren't fucked up 
run out, <laughs> run out after her. And we see her run out and turn and jump right back in a window and go oh, right nice. back in the house. So they all run out after her and run into the woods. Oh, she's so fucking smart. She's so wait. I love this. We have not done a we have not done a movie where there is just a fucking competent character. It's great. Like that has not happened it's yet. It's really great, and I love. I'm loving every second of this. Yeah, this rules. Um, but because Lamb Guy was moving slower because of his foot, he's like limping out, and he kind of gets a little. Um, he sees her. He doesn't see her, but he just turns and sees, looks at the open window suspiciously and like walks towards it, sticks his head in, looks to the left, looks to the right. There she is. She stabs him in the fucking eye and yeah. he drops and dies. She gets the he he's, I think, the one with the axe. She grabs the axe from him. And this is where the music changes to like synthy. It's like fucking cool music now. It's so fun. Hell yeah. yeah that's and we great. just like she's now like covered in blood with an axe. And she goes back into the basement and she's grabbing more tools, more shit. She's grabbing a rope. She's grabbing a grip, uh, a brick where we're like, what is this lady doing? But she is on a mission. She comes back upstairs and goes to the front door and ties this rope around the axe and the brick onto the axe she's making a booby trap so that when someone opens the front door basically it'll hit this little trip wire and they will get axed in the face mm-hmm. oh no oh no oh no oh, it's gonna be crispin oh no oh no we see felix z and uh fox mask guy outside Felix and Z are, or or Felix, I guess, especially is like freaking out. Fox mask guy is like pretty calm. And he's like, dude, you need to calm down. Like you're, you're, this is not the situation to like lose your head. She's injured. She's, she's slower than us. Like we're going to find her and you guys go that way. I'll circle back to the house to check on Craig, make sure she didn't circle back. And, um, Felix says, give us your crossbow. And he kind of like smirks, like, you know how to use that? And he's like, yeah, you pull the trigger and it shoots a fucking arrow. Like, it's easy. He's like, all right, here you go. Gives them the crossbow. Keeps, he's got his machete still. And um, we see her back in the house, basically waiting by the door for someone to come in into her booby trap. But he climbs in 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 the window next to it. And she basically mm. is like, shit. And she runs into the basement. And on her way, she grabs a log from the fireplace. And as she gets into the basement, some sorry, somewhere in here, the power is back on. So the lights are on. And she uses this log to smash all of the lights in the basement. So it's pitch mm. black in the basement. And she grabs, she has a uh, digital camera on her and she sets it up on like auto timer so it's just continuously taking photos so there's like a flash 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 and she hides so she'll be able to see where he is but he will not be able to see where she is and so we see fox mask come in and he is moving towards the flashing light which he thinks she is holding but she has just set on a table and as he gets close enough to realize that she jumps out 
and fucking bashes his head in with a log. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh my god. Aaron. And she Amazing. beats him to death with the log. She kills him. Oh no. Take down the booby trap. Take it down. Take it down. Take it down. Take it down. <laughs> and um, she comes back upstairs and we see outside f- a POV of Felix holding the crossbow, aiming it at her. So he can see her inside. She has a little knife with with her and she kind of senses something from the open window and he shoots and she runs at the moment they can't quite tell if they hit her or not but they 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 go and they look in and she's not there and they're like fuck like i thought we got her z says give me the crossbow and she starts climbing in felix is like i'll be in in a second felix goes back out to the car turns off the signal jammer because I guess he thinks this is all about to be over. <laughs> mm-hmm. And in a way, mm-hmm. he's right. <laughs> okay. Okay. And so Z is is holding the crossbow, looking for Aaron, and goes, enters the kitchen. Aaron, from the side, like, smacks the crossbow out of her hand, gets her into, like, a headlock. Z is screaming. Felix runs in. And Aaron is like, fuck, like having to fight two people at once. She turns to grab. There's like a pot of soup on the stove. She dumps that on um, uh, uh, Felix. And he's like, it's not even hot. And uh, at that point, Z starts biting uh, Aaron's hand. And so Aaron like screams in pain and takes the pot, smashes it onto z's head knocks knocks z down z crumples and like falls to the ground in pain and um then felix jumps at her and stabs aaron in the back with a pretty small knife but stabs her right in the back aaron's screaming in pain and she goes and grabs a blender off of the ta- off of the kitchen counter, <laughs> smashes the glass blender over Felix's head. He stumbles back, blood now pouring from his head. She flips the blender over. No, no. Blades right into the top of his head, <laughs> smashes it in, and she fucking plugs it in and turns it on and blends oh my God. his brains. No! <laughs> no! Oh no! And that's it, folks. That's, that's my favorite kill of all time. This is the one. <laughs> and Z is just watching and like gagging, and her head's bleeding because she just got hit by a fucking stove stovetop pan thing, and she's like, <laughs> and Aaron is just what? cold-faced until the light is completely gone from him, until he's for sure dead. She just keeps that fucking blender on for quite a while. Oh, my God. I don't even I can't even really picture that. Like, I can't even my brain won't even let me know what that looks like. (laughs) And Z after Z um, kind of comes back to uh, she starts to get up. Aaron pulls the knife out of her own back and stabs it into the top of Z's head. Again, blood just drips down Z's face. Aaron drops to the ground now sitting but we get this like shot of her just sitting between both of them their bodies their heads just like fucking pouring blood she's like she just fucking did it 
That was no, the last no, of it. No, 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 no. And then Felix's phone, cell phone rings. She grabs it and sees the caller ID says Crispin. Oh, she Jesus answers Christ. it. And Crispin says, Felix, is it done? My signal came back. Is it over? <gasps> and he's and she's just silent. And he says, look, I know you're mad at me. I know I should have helped, but I told you this might happen. Like when I saw mom, I just couldn't fucking do it. I'm sorry. And she's not answering. And he's like, OK, I'm, I'm coming in. And he walks in and sees she stands up to face him in the front door. She comes in a different door, not the front door. Ah. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. And she's he takes in the absolute bloodbath that has happened in this house and is looking and sees his girlfriend covered in blood holding the cell phone. The angriest look on her face, uh, holding a knife in her hand. And he, like, starts talking to her, like, oh, my God, you're okay. Um, I'm so happy you're okay. <laughs> and she says, like, I can't believe, I can't believe you're in on this. And he's like, I know, like, it's so crazy. <laughs> and she's like, you, she says, like, you were going to, you were going to kill me. And he's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, that was like a really important part of the plan is you were supposed to be the witness that didn't have a motive. Like it was very clear that you were supposed to stay alive. We just like, I just didn't know that you were going to kill everybody. <laughs> like that was a really important part of the plan. Like, oh my God, like, I can't believe you. I, I, he, he, oh, cause he says like, where's, where's Felix? And she says, I stuck a blender into his head and I killed him. <laughs> oh my God. And she, he's like, oh my God, well, we, uh, Obviously, we didn't know you were going to kill everybody, but like the silver lining of this is like, I'm now the sole inheritor of my family's estate. Like we're rich, you and me, like your student loans will be paid off. You can quit your job that you hate. And he's like slowly like tiptoeing closer to her. Like, babe, this is a good thing. Like if you uh, like the alternative is that I go to jail and um like this can be good this can be a good thing and like i know you'll be mad for a bit and she just fucking stabs him in the neck yeah yeah he yeah drops yeah. to his knees holding his throat and says why why and she says why the fuck not and at that moment a gunshot rings out shoots her in the shoulder we see outside the police have arrived and she f drops down falls and the cop is like looking in through the window and is like, holy shit, seeing all these dead bodies, runs out to back to his car, calls like, we need backup, we need backup. We see Aaron is not dead. She just got shot in the shoulder. She's like, gets up, is like crawling towards the door. And she's like, like wait, wait. And he runs back to the house, opens that front door. She reaches out. No, don't. And we see the knife or the axe come down, and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That's fucking nuts! Wow, it's fun, right? Okay, that was really yeah. fun. That was really fun. She was super competent until the end, when it's like you got to keep him alive so that people don't think that you were the one who like murdered everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that um, was her just letting her anger get the best of her. And I get it. I'd be pretty mad, too. 
I mean, like, what happened to them where they needed to kill their whole family? You know? Sociopaths, I guess. I That's guess. That's nuts. That's wild. I loved, I loved, I loved hearing it's about that. It's super honestly. fun. I feel like Woo! this is, yeah, I've said before, it's one of my favorite types of horror. I love home invasion. Love just like this kind of nonstop, especially when it gets to that point where it's our final girl and we it's just like in that like revenge moment. Our synth music starts playing. It's like, fuck yeah, time to kill everybody. <laughs> I love it. Well, there's something deeply satisfying about movies like John Wick or The Equalizer mm. or whatever, where there's like a main character who just like, you know, is going to like take everyone yeah. out in every it's scene. You're best. just like, yeah, it just feels good. And there aren't really horror movies where that happens, where it's like, oh, they fucked with the wrong person. Right. You know, right. it's true. And God, so it's it really fun. It's, is fun. It's fun to see that happen. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's just a yeah, very clever premise of just like, yeah, you didn't realize this girl grew up on a survivalist compound, <laughs> and now in the Australian in the outback. Australian outback, <laughs> and now you're fucked. Should we take a girls' trip where we like learn survivalist skills? Mm -hmm. I'd be into it. I bet we could learn it all in a one girls' trip. <laughs> I bet. I bet we could. <laughs> like how to build a fire. <laughs> how to build it? Well, you start with the basics. Yeah. I would like to <laughs> yeah. learn that stuff. I would too. Me too. Girls trip. Girls trip. <laughs> <laughs> wow, oh this God. was fun. Thank you for this, Sammy. I real I needed this. Me too. Um, tone. I needed something yes. like this to remind us why we like the genre after audition, which makes us question things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's tough, and I'm still thinking about the mist. Um, to be completely honest, Fair. So, yeah. I'm scared to I'm scared to listen to that episode just because mm, you don't. guys have been pretty. Wait, I, and also I'm sure you guys talk about this, but that's the one Jenna really was traumatized by, mm -hmm. right? I think any any living breathing human would be. <laughs> Yikes! I'm not listening to yeah, it. Yeah, it's I don't pretty think. pretty bleak. One day, and if you want, I'll just sort of tell you why it's there's only it just requires. Should we make a pot? Should we make a podcast about this podcast? <laughs> a shorter version. Yes. <laughs> a recap of the recap. Like little nesting dolls of podcasts. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm in a good mood. That doesn't often happen after this. Yeah, love this it. is a real uplifting it. episode. This is great. What a treat. Um, Thank you, Sammy. You guys are welcome. I know I didn't do any uh, impressions, but there was an Australian accent in it. Mm, mm -hmm. Our favorite. Liza Disc. I have to say something to get oh, me into Liza Disc. Liza Disc is mine. Liza Disc. Oh, that's Biggest good. Burberry baby shower. Biggest Burberry baby shower in all of, all of Adelaide. From all of all us of here all and all Too Scary Didn't Watch. Okay, see, that wasn't great, but. I no, that was good. good. <laughs> from all of us here, from all of us here at Too Scary Didn't Watch. Yeah, nice, no, nice. Got British at the end. Nice, nice. Well, too scary, too scary <laughs> didn't watch. <laughs> it gets worse the more you think about it. True. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. 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 
Alrighty, Rue, everyone. That's it for another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. Thank you for making it all the way to the bitter end. Uh, per usual, if you had as much fun as we did, head on over to Apple Podcasts where you can rate, review, and subscribe. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at TSDW Podcast. If you want access to things like bonus episodes um, and, you know, voting on which episodes we do next, uh, access to bingo cards, that type of thing, head on over to patreon.com slash tsdw podcast where you can sign up to be a patron next week we will be doing the fly all right see you then love you all bye